Garfiri Jefem! Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan in the news. That's right. And uh, unfortunately, we're not drinking booze. It's uh, early in the morning. We're drinking coffee. So uh, Thomas, coffee, come pie, coffee, come pie. Go by. Uh, I love cafe latte because my wife makes them real nice. Oh, lucky you. Lucky you. I drink my coffee black like my soul. Um, yeah, dude, the thing is, uh, I, I love getting faded during the day. It's called day fading, right? When you drink during the day, but you know, drinking at eight o'clock in the morning, (laughs) I think we actually do have problems like legit problems. If we're drinking (laughs) at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, I mean, that kind of like messes up the whole day. If you get your fade on, it's like, I mean, if you're completely wasted by like 11 o'clock in the morning, it's bad. Unless you've been drinking the previous night. If you're drinking all night and you just keep the party going, you're good. You're good. You take a nap and you're ready to go. But uh, no, if you start drinking at eight. No, man, dude, that's a toilet day, dude. A toilet day. <laughs> what do you say, Tom? Yeah, man, uh, I've done that before. Like, yeah, but. Yeah, I've woken up and I've got, oh, we're going to bed hangover. Let's just have a couple of drinks. Next thing you know, I'm just wandering around. Although I've, I've had some fairly good days where it was functional, where like I didn't, I didn't overdo it. I just walked around, drank a couple of beers on a nice day. Like maybe yeah. I, when I was in summer vacation or something, just kind of bumble around. Go, ooh, nice day out. Ooh, the clouds are looking really pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Oh man. But no, man, this, this like, all right, where I am in my state of life, I have no time, dude. (laughs) I've got no time to waste, man. Fucking every day. I've got artwork. I've got paintings. I've got to get paintings ready. I got to send paintings. I've got artwork that's just like piling up. So if I get faded too early in the day, dude, it just fucks up everything. Absolutely everything, man. But, but I can justify three o'clock. If I can get like a good six solid hours of work in beforehand and then start drinking a little bit, I'm groovy, you know, but it's just like eight o'clock in the morning, man. You know, after like two or three beers, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll do everything tomorrow. It's all good. Same, but I'm, I'm, I'm off it for a while. So I don't know. Wait, you're not drinking for a while. Yeah. I've been, I've been sober for like a week and I plan on continuing it. Good for you, Tom. Yeah, you are quite articulate at the moment. <laughs> I'm slightly hungover. You know, I, I got juice last night, man. I, I was just drinking whiskeys and beers. Whiskeys and beers and whiskeys and beers. Yeah, long story short, I, I was having problems with drinking too much. Like, basically, it's like, bam, as soon as my shift finishes, just have a couple. Maybe not go crazy and then, like, you know, drink a lot 
during the weekend. Well, a reasonable amount. It just wasn't good for me. Uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, you know, why don't also, you just also drink? my wife's kind of been on my case about it, so I was like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> Your wife is always right. A happy wife equals a happy life. <laughs> um, Tom, but the thing is, you know what? Uh, if we start doing podcasts in the evening again, um, maybe you should just drink one night a week and just drink with me and all the thousands and thousands of faders that are drinking with us right now. And faders, I'm sorry. If you're drinking right now, we're drinking coffee. I apologize. But for all you guys that listen to Got Faded Japan on your morning commute, hey, man, coffee come pie. <laughs> yeah so i don't know man you got to choose your battles dude you got to choose your battles but i'm um, actually i'm very happy that you're not drinking right now because you're currently unemployed but you're looking for a new job that's right once again that's, once again my life, once again. <laughs> my life is a fucking shit show here's what happened in the last I, I know i know i have a horrible fucking track record of the last two years three but, uh, three maybe four uh, nah. <laughs> no. five, five years <laughs> not, th- not that bad Let's go for broke 10 no. <laughs> all right I, I, I had a fucking well i i, I will say I, did, I had a good run where i had the same job for eight years it was a nice fucking job before like you know got booted out of that gotta chase that cheese man yeah. uh so okay so all right you let's just say you got laid off in your last company is that like that's fairly accurate right yeah Okay. Well, basically, here's 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 what happened. The, oh the, boy, this, here we go. This <laughs> Nepalese, this <laughs> I was thing. trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, man. No, no, no. This Nepalese school that I was working for, they're like, we don't have money to pay for your pay your salary. I was like, excuse me, it's been a month. We didn't get enough students. I was like, that kind of sounds like a you problem. They're like, whoa. Yeah, well, uh, I, I was getting a little bit suspicious because, like, they hired a Japanese guy to be staff there. And, like, he worked there for a week and a half, and then just one day he was just gone. So that's not a good set. With, without warning, no, no warning, no nothing. He there a week and a half and just disappeared. disappeared. Did he quit? <laughs> I asked, did he quit? And they're like, oh, he had to leave for family reasons. And they were vague about it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Because they, it's a new school, they didn't get nearly as many students as they needed to, to like. They've got like a fraction of what they need to even like break even. But here's the thing: they're part of a larger organization that supposedly had about 300 students. So I was just like, ah, you know, just call the parent company and let them know that you know you're you're off to a slow start, but you're getting there because they're getting more and more students. And yeah, you'll be fine. They're like, yeah, we don't we don't actually. We're not actually a part of that. We're just kind of franchise. We paid money to like use their name. I'm like, excuse me. So you're independent. That's a lot of bitching. Like we worked very hard to do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. And I showed up. I'm not saying I worked hard, but I showed up and did my job. Well, you know, that's ridiculous. How could somebody start any kind of a company with just such poor planning? You know, I mean, to start any kind of a company, any kind of a car company, you got to have all sorts of planning locked down, especially if you're going to like I mean, get like real estate, if you're going to rent like an office or a, a building or something like that. I mean, you, you got to make sure that you've got students or clients or whatnot. I mean, seriously, you can't just be like, all right, we're starting a business and take on a bunch of loans and just go for it. You know, it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, Henry Ford, before he started Ford Corporation, I mean, he had a lot of planning, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, that's, that's crazy. I mean, if no, it's you're, true, you're, you're right. It's, <laughs> it's true. 
it's interesting that you mentioned Henry Ford because he was almost OCD about planning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you but, watch no. it? Oh, did you watch yeah. that uh, documentary that just came out, uh, Fordtopia? Uh, I did not. I've been watching other documentaries, but not that one. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Um, all right. Well, I guess Henry Ford didn't have, uh, I guess, pristine uh, planning his whole career because he uh, went to Brazil to open a uh, rubber plant down in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And he bought like he bought enough, I guess I bought I think he bought enough real estate that was like it was like kind of like twice the size of Jamaica or something. So oh. anyway, yeah, it was crazy in Brazil. Right. And so he sent like all these Americans down there to like, you know, like plant, I guess, rubber trees or something or the trees where they get rubber or yeah. something. And um, yeah, it just wound up in complete disaster and possibly anarchy at one point. Yeah, it was absolutely insane, dude. I, I can't believe this documentary. It's, it's it's sad and it's hilarious at the same time. But yeah, Henry Ford. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. His planning for cars and the car company was great, but his expansion into like, I don't know, the rubber business, not so well planned out. So I guess you I, think I, I, Ford, I, I can see that. I, I can see that if you're like, if you're a successful vi- businessman, like a t- even like even to his status, like a titan of an industry and you're looking to expand because like those guys are always looking to grow their business and grow their little like, you know, Easter egg and blah, blah, blah. I can understand that. Like, and I understand maybe getting a little bit too cocky, like, Rubber, fuck it, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm Henry motherfucking Ford. I'll fucking buy some fucking giant patch of land in Brazil and fucking rock it. But yeah, I can understand that if you're if you're highly successful, how you might get cocky, maybe maybe make some dumb decisions. But I think like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but like this company, like it's like how how does this happen? Like how dumb do you have to be? And because they're complaining, like. They, ha- they have no money. Like the facilities there are nice. They're very nice. They're probably one of the nicest schools I've ever been. Cause they've gotten all nice new furniture. Cause the school opened up late. So I had to like help them Ikea shit together. It's all nice. It's all brand new. Like mm-hmm. tons of books, tons of toys, tons of stuff. Yeah. And like, it was, it was more than nice. It was, it was fucking fantastic. And then like, they had more shit. Like shit just keeps coming in. They got a giant fucking play center. And like you spent all the money on that, and you're gonna tell me you don't have money. If you don't have money, stop spending fucking money. Well, I mean, there's this. All right, well, first off, uh, just in case if we didn't establish this, you had a job at a Nepalese uh, children's English school. Is that correct? Yes. All right, and uh, it was a company that just started off, and uh, yeah, they overspent and uh, they went bankrupt. And uh, right now, wait. Is the school completely bankrupt? Is it shut down? Or I don't know. They, I, I basically got operation. told to go home, huh? and I don't. I don't know because, like, I was supposed to be paid yesterday, but I want. I wanted to wait the full day just in case, like, because they might bank transfer might go through later. Yeah, and so today, like today, like I have to have been paid, and like I'm gonna go to the bank later, and like I didn't want to do it before the show just in case, like, I got pissed off. But I'm fucking really nervous about it. Like, either they. They might have paid me full full price. They might have not paid me. They might have shorted me. I don't know. Shit, dude. Well, all right. Well, I wish you the best of luck, man. And um, yeah, shame on them. Wait a second. Are you sure you didn't get fired? <laughs> Just fired? Did you do anything wrong or anything? Is did some no. issue come up? Any problems no, no, with no, the no, boss no. or management? Here, here's the here's the thing. When 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 I hired, I repeatedly said, if you have any problem with with what I'm doing, just please come talk to me immediately, and we'll try and fix the problem. 
said, mm-hmm. please communicate with me. I do not want any problems. I said that repeatedly. Oh, yeah, 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 no problems. And out of nowhere, they're like, mm, you got to go. And they, they tried to criticize me and say I was a bad worker. But I was like, <gasps> really? Don't make this about me. Because like you, the problem is, again, I told you had a problem. Any problems with what I'm doing come to me immediately. A, that's A. And B, you just want to get rid of me because you, you can't afford me anymore. Damn, dude, that sucks, man. And I, I mean, and you, you, know, you know what else? It pisses me off because, like, I already had a job. I was working on a trial basis, but they would have hired me full time uh-huh. at another school that's closer. Shit, dude, that sucks, man. That really sucks. And uh, fuck this company. But um, yeah, I think, all right, if it's true that they're going bankrupt, I, I think a lot of like international companies that come to Japan or a lot of international people that come to Japan, there's like the stigma that Japan is like a really, really, really rich company and everybody has a lot of money. And if you, and you can just come here and you can make it any business that you do, you can be successful. And uh, yeah, that's that's a broken mirror. It's it's not true at all. You know, broken. Mirror well, that, it might have been true like 30 or 40 years ago if you, if you did things oh, right. during the bubble. Yeah. But that was yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the 80s. And then well, no, no. anybody can come here and make it. I mean, you could come here and you could you could start you could start a Henry Ford rubber plant in Japan in Tokyo and you'd yeah. be successful in the 1980s. But in today's world, no man, especially the way the yen is going, dude. The yen is tanking like every single day, dude. We're 30 points below the dollar, man. Right now, things, I mean, shit is hitting the fan here. The price of vegetables has skyrocketed, man. Like the oh. price of onions has gone up like three times, man. So oh. if you want to buy an onion. I mean, I mean, onions are still relatively cheap, but it's just like instead of paying like 100 yen, you're paying like over 350 yen. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Oh, no more onions. Cut that out of the diet. So it's just like right now is kind of a bad time to come to Japan and start a company. So if that was their intention, especially during like the uh, Corona times or whatever, you know, I mean, what the fuck were they thinking? You know, or maybe they just didn't like you. And it was convenient to say that uh, they're laying you off, you know. So, I mean, it's either A or B. Hopefully it's A, but uh, regardless, you're out of a job and now now you're job hunting. So I want to focus right now on job hunting in Japan. I want to make this educational for all our faders on there that want to come to japan and get a job because tom you are very well equipped at getting a job when it comes to the job interview you are a motherfucking ninja man you are on top of your game now keeping the job that's a different story but getting the job you know your shit so i want to ask you some questions that can be beneficial to our audience okay Okay. so the title of this segment is how to get a job in japan Okay, first question, Tom. Do you need a resume? And if so, what do you put on a resume? Oh, fuck yeah. You need a resume. Okay. Duh. Like, that's true in any country. You just don't walk in there and go, hi, I'm so-and-so. Okay, all right, all right. Fair, fair, fair enough. Okay, so what do you put on a resume? Uh, you know what's easier, what, what can handle a lot of these questions is go, there's an official government website. It's called 4... four for foreigners working in Japan. It's, it's officially put out for the government. Uh-huh. So for, for your resume, just flip, I, I think it's maybe a 40 page document. It'll give you, it, it'll give you general advice on some of the cultural stuff, but there's also, there's also a section where there's like a, an official format, like how to, how to make your resume. This is the cliff notes of that website right now. Yeah. Okay. So what are some things you want to put on your resume? Well, you're getting, they want to know how you look, so you're gonna need a, like a you know a nice like head and shoulders shot. Good. Yep. Okay. So a passport photo. 
Yeah, t- that type of thing. And then, and uh, uh, there's some debate over this, for, like depending on what kind of job. If if, for, if you want to be an English teacher, say, if it's kids' schools, make it kind of fun so you can be casually dressed. Not not too crazy, but like kind of casually dressed. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, obviously for more of the professional jobs, like you know, suit and tie, professionally dressed. Okay, um, corporate jobs, corporate attire. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, and this might seem weird for foreigners because I know in a lot of countries it's illegal. But like, uh, they, you have to put your age, your birth date. Because they want to hold marital status is important. Uh, nationality, obviously. Uh, I think that that goes at the top. Then you, then you jump down. Then it's basically like um, education, your educational status, like you know where 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 you got a where you got a degree from, what you studied. Uh huh. And then basically down after that is basically work experience, mm-hmm. chronological order from newest to oldest. For how many years? Uh, that's, that's kind of up to you. So I, got, I got problems with my resume. Like uh, it shrunk down to like 10 point font and it's really condensed, but like some of the older stuff that I did, it's maybe not as relevant. It's getting bumped off the resume because okay. I've got, like, I've, I've been through that many jobs. Yeah. You can say that you worked for me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can put me down as a reference. I mean, don't put down got fit Japan. God, for, yeah. for God's sake, don't do that. But uh, yeah, you oh, can put this <laughs> <laughs> you're oh geez a pie no actually uh podcasting right now is a profession you can put that down but if they listen to the podcast and you're like fuck man i'm so wasted i just shit my pants man i don't know what's going on man i'm seeing colors i drink too much tequila oh jesus the humanity i mean if you're having a fucking breakdown which you've had on the show several times you don't yeah. want your employer to listen to that you know <laughs> or even even like for a private for a private lesson i did in community center one time yeah like she was like uh the the lady she's in her 40s she's she's uh she worked at one of the government offices she's in her 40s and she had a daughter like small daughter and she's like she's asking me like where you know where i could like different sources for like where i could listen to english and blah 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 and practice english i was like here listen to my podcast so i gave it to her and she listened to it and she thought it was fucking hilarious oh no so she she brings it up on like uh itunes or whatever she was on and she's like she starts playing it and it's it's the beginning and intro and we're going blah 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 and she jumps forward about 10 or 15 minutes and it's just like just you and me just going out just completely cursing everybody cursing each other out (laughs) and then i'm sitting there i'm like oh the golden years yeah, well, wow, because like we're in this small room that's it, it's partitioned off, so like the rest of the school can hear it. Like the owners, the little kids run around. I'm like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Oh, and that was your last day at that job too, huh? <laughs> no, they didn't, um, we're gonna they have didn't to have a long me. talk. Yeah, oh man, okay. Yeah. So, all right, back to interviewing. Okay, and uh, do you need references references on your resume? Uh, I don't put them on my resume if they want re- references. They'll ask for them. Okay. All right. And in an interview, you usually go in there and uh, you talk with them. They ask you questions or whatnot. Is there chit chat before or after the interview? Everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Okay. How long is an interview generally? Everyone's different. Okay, cool. And generally, how many times do you interview for a company? Also, everyone's different. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a breakdown. Like, let's okay let's actually let's let me be more specific about those those questions uh, every, everyone's different first of all 
some interviews are just super formal. It, like a lot of times, like somebody just saw my resume and like what they saw. And like, so the interview was just like, I was just sitting, basically just sitting down and having a cup of coffee. They might ask you, they might ask me a few questions about like, you know, work experience, but then it's just, just kind of like general chit chat. Yeah. Like nothing big. Um, some of them can be highly specific where they just sit there and fucking grill you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then some of them, um, then some of them are just kind of a mix because if you're going to be an English teacher, like there's a lot of banter and basically for, in my experience for being an English teacher, they want to get to like personalities matter. So like qualifications are are important too, but personalities matter. So they want to know, like, if you're going to kind of fit into their school personality wise, and they also Mm -hmm. like want to know, like, kind of like gauging somebody's personality might like get, will probably give you a good idea about how you're going to behave in the classroom and how you're going to interact with the students. Cool. So there's that. They'll ask you personal questions for sure. It's nothing too personal, but maybe just like what kind of music or movies do you like just to get like the conversation flowing a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, if, if you just have completely different tastes than the the person interviewing you, that's fine. Just like, just kind of show mutual respect to each other. Cause I've had a couple like good bosses where we just, we we start get to talking and it's pretty obvious from the get go. We're completely different people, but like, you know, I felt there was a good mutual respect. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll work for this one. They hired me. So they obviously didn't have a problem with me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And when you interview, is it generally a group interview or a solo interview? Depends. It's usually solo, but could be two, maybe three people. Okay, cool. cool, I've I've gotten grilled by like just a round table of like almost 10 people before. That's rare. It happens. Oh, please. Sorry. And if, if, if it's a group interview, like I've had places ambush me where you go in and then there's like, 50 other people in the interview in, in the lobby and it's just a group interview where they start asking everybody questions. And I'm just like, nah, the, the, those are shit companies and they're, they're mass hiring and they're mass hiring for a reason. Cause they fucking suck. Cause they can't keep teachers. Okay. So right, if, if, if you're in one of those, like I've just absolute shit position where they've completely lied on the advert, like what, what the job's about. And it's just like, nah, I, I recommend just fucking walking out. There, there's, there's a bunch of interviews that I sat through that I just should have fucking walked out on. It's like a waste of time, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a gigantic waste of time, especially okay. when they don't tell you. If they tell you it's going to be a group interview because, like, you know, they got a lot of positions to build. That I guess that's okay. You can decide whether or not that's for you. But when you just show up and you're like, huh? Okay. What are some general questions that they would ask? I mean, and this is definitely for I mean, English teaching, not for other jobs. Oh, well, well, like well, I, 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 I will just to rewind back. I will answer okay. how long should the interview last. Um, that's up to you and the other person, but generally speaking, if the interview, you know, the longer you talk and the longer you get along, the, the generally speaking, the better, like the interview's gone. Cause I've had interviews where I've gone like an hour or an hour and a half, just blah, 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 back and forth. So it means that they probably like you and they probably like, you're interested in what, what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're on a clock where you got to cut it off. Like I've had, I've had interviews that were successful that only lasted like 10 or 15 minutes. Cause that's all the time they had. And that's mm-hmm. all they needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. all right, go ahead. Next question. Oh, uh, what are some general questions that they ask for uh, regarding English teaching? Uh, regarding English teaching, well, just yeah. in general, the, uh, since you're a foreigner, they want to know like how what how you feel about Japan. Like, what for, most common question? Why did you come to Japan? 
Mm-hmm. What, what do you like about Japan? What don't you like about Japan? And just, just, just have some, you know, general answers there. Mm-hmm. And like, what don't you like about Japan? You can always make them funny. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about japan obviously well, I, just, I just say like oh, well, fish. I, no no I, no 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 <laughs> i i don't because i'm a i'm a t- i'm a pretty tall guy like i just say oh, i i don't like how like this the the door frames are low and i bang my head a lot for example well that's it's, actually it's, true yeah it, 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 is it is literally true but I've like seen you know, like, crack your head open dude and i was like oh my god tom's dead again <laughs> I still, I've gotten better about it the longer I've been here, but I still do it like even in my own house because like if they were just like an inch or so higher, it'd be okay. But like sometimes, like you know, how it is when you wake up in the middle of the night, you got to take a piss. Yeah. Get all groggy. I, I still do it once in a while. I'm like, fuck. Now I'm awake. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like the fact that like I have a hard time finding my shoe size. That is got to be a real pain in the butt for you, man. You've got fucking hobbit feet, dude. Your feet are huge and nasty and hairy. Dude, your big toe is like the size of my little hand, dude. Like this big right here. You're, you're, you got massive feet, dude. But you know what they say about people with big feet? Big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's got to be tough. Okay. All right. My next question. Um, Let's see. All right. So what are some other things that you should be on the lookout for, you know, to like kind of gauge if the company is a good company or a bad company? Uh, Red flags, just look at the general hospitality. Mm -hmm. Walk in there. Do they offer you something to drink? Oh, yeah. Are they generous? There's there's really little things. Mm -hmm. And ask like, how how is the the other person's demeanor towards you? Mm -hmm. I've, I've had like, Usually, generally speaking, probably well over 90% of the time, you know, most situations, Japanese usually polite to each other and they're polite to like, you know, foreigners because like, you know, you're, you're in there looking for a job, but you're still their guest. Yeah, that's true. If they start grilling you right away, it's like, eh. Red flag. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, a red, it's a red flag. Now, I will, to, to a degree, I kind of understand for some of these like really like in demand, like serious positions. Like they should be asking you like the hard questions to make sure you're you're re- you're the right person for a demanding uh, job. But you warm up to you, you're a little bit friendly. You you know you get the easy questions out of the way, and they're like, okay, I'm going to ask ask you some harder questions, some really specific ones. But like then again, I've had people ask. One of the craziest ones I had was was it wasn't for English teaching. I was maybe thinking about branching out. It was for a, a realtor property management company. This mm-hmm. is what happened. So I sat down with like the, the number two and the number three of the company. We basically just sat down and shot the shit and had a coffee for like maybe five, 10 minutes. Then the fucking big boss comes down with, with a notepad and everything. And he goes, how old are you? How, are you married? <laughs> I was like, and then, then, then I, I said, no. And I, I got a lecture for being 30 years old and not being married. Then he, I said, well, I'm engaged. And like, you know, I'm living with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, what does she do? What, what, what do her, uh, how old's her mother? How old's her father? What do they do? How old, how old, how old is your, your uh, mother, or your mother and father? What do they do? Do you have any brothers or sisters? How old are they? What do they do? This is just down the line. I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking, my friend that recommended the job for me, like said, like the, guy, the guy's a bit of a hard ass, but I'm like, ah, maybe it's, it's, it's worth looking into. But I'm sitting there going, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> we can't hire you because your brother's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah, other red flags to look for. So that uh, that was an obvious red flag. And like also another thing that guy did made me absolutely not want to work for him is he kept bitching that people kept leaving the company for other jobs. He's like, whoa, back because he's like an older dude. Well, back in my day, we just you know joined one company, we just stayed there until retirement, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I don't understand why people just keep want, want, want to keep leaving my company. They'll come here and work for a couple of years and just leave. And I was like, yeah, because it's probably a shitty company and they'll probably find a better jobs elsewhere. <laughs> That's kind of fucking obvious. Which brings did you me tell to him that. that? Yeah. <laughs> when you got What's fired, that? did you tell him that? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't work for him, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, I just, I, is a brutal interview. And I, after that, I was just kind of done. All right. I, so I, the company. Towards the end, I just kind of mentally checked out. All right. Like, but uh, another, another thing to ask, another thing to look for. Yeah. For red flags is the turnover rate. Ask about that. Yeah. You have other teachers, like, you know, how long have they been here? If, they've, if people have been there for a long time, it's probably a good job. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah, if, if, you, if you find a good job, like you're going to stay, that's mm-hmm. just like, that's common sense. But if it's like, if there's a, like a high turnover rate, like one interview I had before golden week where I was talking, to, I was talking to the lady and blah, blah, blah. And I was talking about open and honest communication. She was pretty cool about that. And then she let it slip that, her her small company she's got i don't know maybe five six seven I don't, eight teachers she let it slip that the reason she was hiring was because she had basically three people rage quit at the same time with no notice mm-hmm. basically they just fucking got got fed up with her and just fucking quit mm-hmm. and i'm looking mm-hmm. at her going what like this is probably not a good job yeah, well, or maybe something. If three bad people just, just got pissed off and just wa- just said "fuck you," I quit one day. That's not good, especially for a school that doesn't have that many teachers. Or you can harp and harp the the last job I did at the daycare. Mm-hmm. Like nobody made it. Like practically nobody made it a year there. Like everybody either quit or got fired. Like the the, the entire management team, except for except for the main manager, got the boot. Like, don't get me wrong. They had some problems. They probably, they, they were not ready to be managers, but I didn't, I, as, as many gripes as, as many times I got, got into it with like them, like I didn't want to see anybody fired because I'm not an asshole. I just maybe thought they should, should have been doing that job and should maybe should have been demoted to just teacher. Cause like, you know, they had good teaching qualifications and knew what they were doing. Yeah. And what else? Oh, the, another thing that was fucking crazy about my last school, the principal, the actual goddamn principal of the school kept getting fired and rehired. Fired and rehired. <clears throat> yeah. That's unheard of in this country. Several times. <laughs> several times. Gosh. No, this happens several ludicrous. times. I can't make this shit up. The, ludicrous. <laughs> the principal. And there, there was so much infighting, so much drama and bullshit. Like they had to fire one of the managers because about three quarters of the staff, like basically said they were going to walk out if she wasn't fired. Oh man, that's definitely it's a red flag. Same thing with the principal. There's a bunch of drama because people were protesting about her. And like they said, they said, hey, do you want to work? basically have a meeting after like, you know, unpaid overtime and discuss how we can get rid of the principal. And I'm like, Wait, wait, how to no get rid of the principal? Is yeah, this like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, want to take her out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, take her out. Maybe uh, take For her down donuts. to the pier, with, fit her with some nice cemented shoes. Oh, God, there's and, the Chicago coming out of Tom. Yeah. So, uh, 
So yeah, that's another thing to look for. Um, what else? Uh, obviously you can do, please do your research on the company. Due diligence. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. Like in, in my case, it's good because I'll research it in English. My wife will research in Japanese and we'll, we'll come up with different stuff and like, just make sure the company's financially solvent, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm really pissed about because we did our due diligence with the last couple of companies, but because of the economy, because people not nah, just being cheapskates, like the last one, they completely lied and misrepresented themselves saying that they were part of a much larger organization when in fact they were independent and they just licensed the name. Cause like even, even the interview, like she gave me some links to check out here. If you want to know more about our schools, like, yeah, 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 I'll check it out. So that is some bullshit. And yeah. And the previous school, we checked them out. They've got, they've got a previous company that I was working for. They've got like 50 different schools, but yet they constantly bitch about not having money and they're trying to short us on payment and bonuses. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what fucking gives? Like you've got 50 schools, you've been around for 30 years and you've got 50 schools. Yeah. Like, they're overextended, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, I think I because I've been to their their schools. I, I think I'm pretty sure they're all making money. That like that branch might have be losing money, but like it, you might have to give it a little bit of love because it's tough times. But you can't. I think you would. I would think you'd be able to eventually expand. Mm, they're cheapskates. Yeah, they're oh, just man. fucking cheap. It's like they, they don't want to pay their fucking employees. Cheapskates. Well, I mean, dude, if you don't pay your employees, your employees go away and you get a really bad reputation and pretty much it's like shooting yourself in the dick. You know, I mean, there's you can only go so far like that. Then again, you know what? I think since like the borders have loosened up a little bit in Japan, I think we're going to get an influx of uh, international people coming here seeking employment. And the easiest and quickest employment to get is English teaching. Let's be honest. Right. So I think within like the next like couple of months, there's going to be like tens of thousands of people coming here looking for work. And uh, they don't have the education that you have regarding interviewing. So they're just going to like get a job at this company and th- they might work there for what, three weeks, three months, maybe, maybe a year. And then they quit or get fired or whatnot. And then, you know, that company's just going to get somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else still, you know, I mean, if you do your due diligence, you will realize that they do have a bad reputation and uh, getting a job at a company with a bad reputation. Well, that's shame on you, you know. But uh, yeah, I think I think this company could probably operate for the time being, you know, operating yeah. the way it's running. You know, I mean, it is saving money now, but in the long run, it's losing money, you know, because if you got a happy employment force that's actually doing a great job, you know, and saying good things about your company, more people, more higher qualified people would want to work for your company, you know, and that's just going to make your company better and stronger. And uh, yeah, it's it's just definitely the way to go. Um, no, exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Running your company into the ground by fucking over its uh, your employees is just like it's it's corporate suicide. It's, it's a very slow drip, but it's corporate suicide, man. Well, I think dude, in the, in this economy, as you met, a couple of points to like mention there, like slightly different perspective. I think a lot of the companies are doing it now because it didn't used to be like this. There were there were there were good companies and bad companies, but most of them were not bad to work for. But mm-hmm. You, you get a few bad apples that were, you know, you know, famous for fucking over their employees, but they were fairly rare. And I think yeah. now, because because times are tight, it's kind of brought out the worst in people. And I think a lot of these companies are getting greedy, and it's kind of in their favor as we're kind of seen as disposable. Because, like, like you said, like we're probably going to get an influx of foreigners soon looking for work. 
not it's probably it'll, it'll take a couple of months for them to loosen up the borders where like new people can come in and it'll take a couple of months after that for them to process their visas to make sure they can get um but yeah that basically the visa sorted out that takes a little bit of time but yeah before the end of the year we're probably going to get a big flood and that's not good for me even though i even though i fucking tower over a lot of these newbies with experience it's just going to flood the market again it's going to try drive prices down and a lot of these places are just going to be cheapskates because like you know the economy is shit and they're just getting greedy yeah tom why don't you start your own company i mean you've got what 20 years of experience with what Honestly, fucking money I'm not, I'm not, I can't, dude. I, I got a kid and I can't, I'm just adverse to taking risks. Mm, I'm more of a risk taker. And I do not have the capital and I do not have a solid battle plan. Nor do, I don't I even know if I want to, to be honest. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress to own your own company. I got a couple of friends that own their own companies here in Japan and uh, dude, they're balder than you. <laughs> I've lost well, no, enough I, I, I this last year. Huh? Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, well, I did have my own company, a small company, my events company, you know, the events and the barbecues that I was doing. Yeah. But that was, that was a side business. That was like, basically when I, we when call I had it time. side hustle in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was exactly. It was my side hustle. It's like, when I have time, I'll, you know, do stuff with that. And that was pretty cool. But like, you know, I could always like, you know, cut it off and take a break for a couple of months if it got to be too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, it was, it was a good side hustle. I liked it. Like, made some good money. Got to meet some cool people. Yo, Almost, dude. Like, yeah. since, like, since, like, the, the floodgates are kind of, like, you know, breaking, I think there's going to be a lot of international people coming into Japan. And uh, your crew is quite international. Why don't you do that business again? You know, why don't you lay off the English teaching a little bit and then focus more on the party scene? Because Tokyo does have a massive and a healthy party scene. And with like the influx of all these international people, it's going to be explosive, dude. So why don't you like, you know, focus on that a little bit, get back into DJing. I mean, you've got the setup, you've got the barbecue equipment, you've got your DJ equipment. All you need is a location. I can help you out with that. I know tons of places where you can like just run out on the cheap, maybe a little outside Tokyo, but uh, yeah, have like maybe some underground events or something, you know, maybe some like massive barbecue parties or some shit. I know. I mean, you've done it before. I've been to your parties. There were great parties, to be honest. I had a lot of fun. In fact, yeah. you hired me a couple of times to paint at your parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I, it, it, it was good because, like, basically, like most of, not not always, but most of the people that were, were working at my parties were they, they DJs or staff or or, mm-hmm. or in your case a painter. They they were friends. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I was okay to like, you know, you've got a skill like you you being there to light paint like added something. So I was able to you know flip you some money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my DJ buddies, I was able to flip them a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win-win. Like, you know, I tried to be a nice guy, but I was doing good and I tried to be generous and like, you know, basically everyone at my table gets a little, gets a little bit of a slice of the pie. Yeah. No, no, you were great at that. Um, maybe, maybe you should just kind of jump, not jump into that, but maybe you should just kind of get your feet a little wet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll think about it, but like long story short, I don't think that's like financially solvent as a career. And like, I just, I, I'm trying to be responsible because I got the kid to take care of. Yeah, I don't want to be a shitty father, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. To your credit, you're actually a really, really amazing father, dude. I'm fucking proud of you. I think everybody's. Well, my wife doesn't think so, but thanks. That means a lot. (laughs) All right, all right. My last question. My last question. Okay. Um, what shouldn't you do at an interview? What are some things you shouldn't talk about? Uh, maybe uh, how early should you be, or how late should you not be? First of all, uh, 
Okay, not to do. Uh, don't walk in with your dick hanging out. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Don't walk yeah, in naked with your body painted blue carrying a hatchet. So pretty much like you could do anything you want in an interview other than those two things. <laughs> I was I was kind of focusing it's more a for all I, anything goes anything goes okay well all right all right all right let me let me I should redirect this question okay um how early should you be for an interview uh, being on time is that on time or being on time is that late uh gen- general guidelines I would say be 10 15 minutes early mm-hmm. um you can show up on the dot and depending on the place that may or may not count against you but like just show them you're ready like okay. show up early and just walk in there, introduce yourself, just say, hi, you know, I'm Tom or I'm so-and-so. I'm here to speak to so-and-so about mm-hmm. the interview. Uh, I'm a little bit early. I, I realize that. And then I can wait in the lobby or something if, if it's cool or if not. So, sometimes they're ready. They'll just come right out and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in, come on in. Let's let's get going. So okay. gen- general guidelines be 10, 15 minutes early. You can, I've shown up earlier than that, but like sometimes you can spook them out. It's like you're too eager or too desperate for the job. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All 10, right, 10 cool. 15 minutes are good guidelines. All right, cool. Oh, and last question. All right. Last, last, last question. All right. Where are the best places to find a job? Well, actually, actually hold, hold, hold on, hold oh, on. Yeah. I, I'd like to, I'd like to spend like also dress code. Um, depends on for a lot of the jobs. It's obvious, like the professional looks suit and tie, mm-hmm. but like obviously wearing a nicer suit or a more professional dress is good. Yep. Um, but just make sure your suits like neat and like no wrinkles, none of that. Like your tie, your ties neat, you tied your hair's neat, mm-hmm. clean shaven for sure for men. Mm-hmm. For women, like I don't know if I want to comment on on women's dress because every, every, it's 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 weird dichotomy with women because like everyone's got their own little standard for how mm-hmm. women should be dressed. So I don't know if I'm quali- I don't know if I want to comment about that because I don't know if I'm qualified. Yeah, for men, yeah, uh, professional dress. Uh, I, I, I don't recommend wearing cologne or aftershave. Just shower before. Make sure you're clean. No cologne. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of Japanese find that off-putting. Okay, because they they have it. It's kind of associated with either the youth being stupid and spending money on frivolous things, or in to a lesser degree, kind of sex workers. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm not, I'm not saying I need a day is... job because my moonlighting just ain't working out anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm overweight. Just... I lost my hair. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily. If you show up like you know, in, you know, wearing cologne, I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're going to automatically assume you're you're you know you have a, a stick <laughs> as a host as a host boy or anything like that. But I'm saying just culturally, it's got some negative connotations. So okay, that, probably... well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Some cultures, yeah. you know, cologne is like there's, mandatory. There's, there's, there's a lot of really teeny tiny little things, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Oh, another thing is uh, make, sh- make a hundred percent sure you don't have to wear fancy socks, but make a hundred percent sure there are no holes in your socks. You'll be judged on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's true. And, and yeah. keep in mind a lot of the, a lot of these places, not all of them, a lot of them, you're going to have to take your shoes off. Yeah. So no holes in your socks. And wash your feet. Yeah, wash <laughs> wash your, feet. your goddamn feet. Yeah. Just go in there and be clean, be pre- presentable. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's great. And, all right. Last, 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 last question. Where are the best places to find jobs in Japan? Um, I can give you four. Mm-hmm. Four. Uh, okay. One. 
One, uh, Gaijin Pod is basically Big Grand Poobah. Okay, good. Two, GaijinPod.com. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit more to you. Like, Gaijin Pod is probably the biggest one with the most selection. Um, it takes a lot of time to fill out the forms because you have, you have to basically punch. It, 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 this sucks, but a lot of these websites require you have to, You can't just post your resume. You have to fill out their bullshit, which can be time-consuming, and it's kind mm-hmm. of annoying. But... If you're even if you're coming uh, to Japan new, there's like a little there's, there's a little red asterisk saying you can uh, there's a code to like let you know you can apply from abroad. It's okay, mm-hmm. or if you're here, you are your visa. It's it's pretty well sorted. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Uh, job, jobs in Japan, which I have I have some mixed feelings about because they used to be really good. It used to be like when I applied for a job there, like almost like 80 or 90% of the companies would give me a callback. Mm-hmm. But recently they've redone the website and it kind of sucks. It's glitchy and buggy. And I actually, I, I actually just stopped using it because it won't, for whatever reason, it won't let me update my resume. And I've had problems logging in and I, have, I had a bunch of problems. So like that's, and I emailed tech support about it and they didn't get back to me. And then I emailed them again. They were, Oh, sorry. Okay. So, so it's kind of, you can check it out. Maybe your experience will be better than mine, but it used to be a good site. But now I'm like, mm, I stopped using it. Okay. So Gaijin Pot, Jobs in Japan. Okay. Number three. Uh, Ohio Sensei. Ohio. How do you spell that? Like the state? Uh, no. Oh, uh, no. Ohio is in good morning. No, I know that, but I know oh, that, okay. Tom. But dude, 90% oh. of our listeners are in Sweden. <laughs> <coughs> Just joking. Oh, okay. O H A Y. Oh, sensei.com. Okay, there we go. So Ohio sensei.com. Okay, pros and cons quickly. Um, it's good. There's a lot of stuff there. There's actually a lot of jobs there for all over Japan. So it's all teaching, but uh, hmm. It's a weekly newsletter. They only publish twice a month. Unless you're unless you're willing to pay a subscription fee, you basically have to wait till the next day. Mm-hmm. Like to use it, so you don't you don't get to strike right away. But they, they post on the first and the sixteenth of pretty much every month. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff there, but like, uh, there's it, it can take you forever to read like a new edition of it. So like, what I do, what I use is like uh, the computer. I use the Control F function. So I basically Control F Tokyo. So I'm not wasting my time looking at all, all these jobs that are way out in the country. Mm-hmm. So that that's how I parse through it real quick. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, number four. Craigslist. Craigslist. Really? Craigslist in Japan. It's beneficial. It can be. Wow. Okay. Have you ever found employment through Craigslist? Yes. Quite a few times. Really? Okay. Legit jobs. I mean, obviously it's, it's fucking Craigslist. Like I, obviously you have to be careful because there's some scammers on there. There's some like, (laughs) yeah. Well, there's some really obvious scammers like saying that like they want, all your personal information they want, like, you know, your, your visa, your passport, your passport, your fucking documents for like your, your, your transcripts, your diploma, and, like all this bullshit. It could easily, easily, easily big red flag for identity theft. Oh shit. Yeah. That's something you got to watch out for. On these I don't, I don't huh? do that. Peer- I don't do that period. Even if I get like a, a mail from a company that looks legit with like a legit address, like I won't like just send my shit in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like i basically I, I tell them like and also it's a fucking hassle to get all your documents scanned over and then like it takes like multiple mails to get it through 
that's borderline illegal, right? I mean, you can't yeah, ask for that kind of stuff. I mean, that's that's pretty that's some serious I, information. I mean, they could completely copy your identity. Actually, they can, but I I, I, I will hand that information over if I'm if I'm able to go to the school, like physically meet them in person. They want to see that because mm-hmm. it's not uncommon. Like, if I say I have a you know a, a, a university level degree, mm-hmm. it's not unfair for them to want to verify it. So I do have a copy of my diploma and transcripts just in case everybody wants to see it. No, most of the time they don't, especially since I've been here so long. Yeah. They'll take it on good faith. But like when you're starting off, a lot of these places will, will want and need to see this shit so you can just verify it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, and like you, you, your ID and your passport and everything, it's just to verify you, who you uh, are who you say you are. Okay, and that so, be status. so that this is completely legit. Yeah, so in person, it's okay. Online, fucking ditch it, right? Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, um, good. What else? Uh, yeah, th- again, just be careful about Craigslist because I found some really good jobs on there that were legit places. Mm-hmm. That I did, you know, I, I was a little bit skeptical, but I scoped them out. There's some obvious scams on there where they have like ridiculous, like easy jobs with ridiculous salaries, and they're just looking for identity theft. And then there's uh, there's also some scammers like the the job like I, I had last month at Craigslist. And another thing to be skeptical of is if a company like practically begs you to take the job, it's probably maybe be, which I should have noticed, but like this last job, like the lady, like I, I showed up, met her in a coffee shop and she literally showed up with a contract in the pen after asking me only a couple questions. And it was pretty much, they begged me to join the job. You should have taken it. <laughs> I did. Oh, you did. And then did. you got screwed. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So be, be a little bit careful if they're that desperate. Gotcha. Like, although, then, then again, the other job that I was doing that I was doing temporarily, which I really wish I would have stuck with, they were legit. Fuck because, well, you. Like, can always come back, dude. You can always yeah, come back. I did. I did. They said, we're sorry you, you've been gone for a month and we filled up the position. I was like, back. God damn but, it. Like, no, they, they were legit. So. Mm-hmm. But they, they, again, they, they, they were in a rush to hire me too, because like I went and interviewed and talked with like the number one and number two of the company and like literally the next day I had an offer. All right. Awesome. All right, dude. One more thing. One more piece we of advice. The news, man. Yeah, All right. I know. No. One more, one more piece of advice. Like uh-huh. if you're in, in a job interview situation and you're looking to like, you know, basically looking to get hired, always talk with the other teachers and the staff. Mm-hmm. And get a, get a lay of the land, and always ask how long they've been there. Again, high turnover rates. Mm-hmm. Because well, like, that's rec- part of your due diligence, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but always like make sure just gauge their attitude, like, and see if they're happy. Because you can you can tell with people like you know sitting there just going through the motions and in 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 the head in their head they're kind of slowly dying, thinking "fuck my life." <laughs> We've seen those. Because I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like one one job that I was not interested in. All I walked in there like. To do a trial basis on the first day, like I start talking to another teacher and immediately uh-huh. start bitching about the low pay. And I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, we got it. <laughs> no, we got 30 minutes to do the news, man. We got to get out of here. We've got we've got a certain amount of time for this show at this for just for today. But right. okay, so pretty much that's it, dude. <laughs> Your caffeine is kicking in, man. I'm having my uh, second cup of coffee, and actually, my caffeine is kicking in too. Um, yeah, dude, fucking love this coffee. But uh, yes, uh. Tom, thank you so much for your wealth of information regarding interviewing. I think it's very beneficial for anybody and everybody that's listening to this show right now that wants to come to Japan and uh, get a job here. Um, 
maybe oh, for the visa, maybe for the money, maybe just to live here for a while, or actually for like lifetime employment, um, all of the above, actually. So um, thank you, Tom, for everything. And okay. uh, we're going to take a little break now. And when we come back after our commercials, we are going to get balls deep into the news. we got a lot okay. of news articles that I want to hit up. So okay. Tom- me, 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 too, me too. Also, one more thing. Oh, like, I got I know so much more, so we could easily turn this into a part two. There's other stuff I can talk about. Or like, I would I, I love never, to. I never ever got to tell the story about the absolute worst interview I had, and it, it's it's a fucking humdinger. It's a zinger. Oh, oh humdinger zinger. Oh god. Okay. All right. Let's save that for our next show. Okay. Okay. So All for right. our next show, we're gonna Tom's terrible interviewing situations or Tom's terrible times. Tt. T3, Tom's Terrible Times Interviewing, T3I. That's what we're going to call it, T3I. I love acronyms. You can't go wrong. All right. So FYI, we're going to get into the news. <laughs> All right. All right, faders. Enjoy the commercials. Peace. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit in Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit in Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquor. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. 
And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. <laughs> and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade. And it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Proper. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back. Oh, yeah. And we are back like a heart attack. Uh-huh. 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 Faders, I hope you enjoyed those wonderful commercials. Our sponsors are fantastic people. We support all of them, especially the Spilt Inc. <laughs> no, we support all of our sponsors equally. Um, Thomas, we have a lot of great news. Um, let's see here. Uh, would you like to go first or do you want me to jump right in? I'll go first. I haven't gone first in a long time. Okay, go for it, dude. Go for it, dude. Dude. Here we go. Fire chief in Akita starts forest fire trying to scare away wasp. <laughs> you had one job. Is this from the Japanese National Enquirer, dude? Or maybe that's who we are now at this point. No, it's, it's, it's actually from Sora News. Oh, jeez. Okay, dude, just go for it. Read on. I'm kind of sad because, like, uh, was it Tokyo Reporter got shut down? It was like that was like an easy place to find news, like good stories, but it, it's gone now. I don't know why. But anyway, firefighters are true heroes that deserve our eternal respect and appreciation, and yet they are also human and such prone to, uh, and as such prone to errors in judgment, like any of us. Even starting a brush fire, which is probably the absolute last mistake we'd expect from a firefighter, has been known to happen, and it just did recently in Akita Prefecture. On May 7th at about 1.25 p.m., the chief of uh, the Akita Prefecture, uh, Kazuno Wide Area Administrative Union Fire Department, God, that's a mouthful, mm. 
was clearing out land by his parents' home in Kazuno City. Suddenly, he was confronted by several insects, which he reports as hachi, a Japanese word that can encompass all kinds of yellowy, stingy bugs, from humble bumblebees to terrifying murder hornets. You've heard about the murder hornets, right? They're nasty. They're huge. Yeah, they're big. I I wouldn't want to fuck with them. Nope. No. I suppose we can give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was murderous hornets because the encounter spooked him enough to pull out a road flare and light it to ward off the flying beasts. After throwing the flare at bugs in self-defense, it landed in a pile of dry grass and ignited it. Oh, God, no. I almost feel like this is like good idea, bad idea. <laughs> More bad than good, though. Uh. Luckily, the high, a high-ranking firefighter was already at the scene and called for backup. However, by the time three fire engines, three and 11 other firefighters arrived, about 45 square meters of grass and trees had already been engulfed in flames. It took about 30 minutes to extinguish the blaze, but luckily no one was injured and there, were no serious, there was no serious pro- uh, damage to property. In a press conference on May 9th, or May, 8, May 9th the chief apologized, saying, I am very sorry to have started the fire. Having just called on residents to be careful not to start wildfires. <laughs> oh, the, no. The dude, the dude gave a speech on, like, you know, camping, nature's great and everything. Just, you know, and then he pulled the smoky, the smoky bear and said, only you can prevent forest fires. And then he fucking starts one just to ward off with, with a fucking flare. I don't know how much fucking overkill. That's like trying to hunt a mouse in your apartment with a shotgun, I think. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Um, yeah, dude, that, that's crazy. I think that is the pure definition of irony. Yeah. <laughs> irony in its purest form, to be honest. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude, um, that's what not to do. I mean, instead of a flare, I mean, the guy could have used, like, I don't know, uh, poison. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you can it, carry a, a can of bug spray around? Yeah, bug like, spray. There you go. Yeah, uh, but just thing, like hmm. I don't even like personally when I go camping, I don't even like spraying it on myself. But I just kind of like if if insects show up, just kind of spray it around a little bit. And they usually mm-hmm. they, they get the message to go away. Yeah, I don't think wasps are a real big problem in Japan. To be honest, I think mosquitoes are more of a problem. They had dingo fever uh, outbreak. What? They had a dingo elm fever outbreak in 2019 where they had to shut down Yoyogi Park for a summer. Remember that? That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty crazy. So. Yeah, dangle fever was huge. I think the mosquito situation here is crazy. You know, I, you and I, we live by the river, you know, and like every summer, you know, everybody in our neighborhood, we all look like drug addicts because we have all these red dots up and down our arms <laughs> and legs, you know? Like, yeah. dude, are you okay? You got a problem? Yeah, man, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are my problem, man. You're itching your arms all frantically. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, so you look oh, like man. a crackhead. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the problem about this neighborhood, man. The mosquitoes. I, think I, I, don't, your problem. I, I get bit once in a while, but I don't get eaten up as much. Because your blood is tainted. Yeah, they don't, they don't like my dirty gaijin blood. They love no, mine. No, no, dengue fever was like no fucking joke. Because like I, I, I didn't have it, obviously. One of my friends did, and he said it sucked. Dango fever got was yeah, it dango yeah. fever? It's called dango fever, right? I think it's dengue. I could be dengue wrong. Fever. It's, it's been right. a while. But anyway, it's not important. But like, yeah, you said it was like sick as a dog for a week. 
Oh, fuck that. It's like having Corona. All right. Next story. World's biggest YouTuber PewDiePie moves to Japan. And guess what, dude? I think I saw him. I think I saw PewDiePie, dude. Just yesterday, I was walking to the store in uh, Meguro and I saw this tall guy, Gene, this tall white dude, right? He was super freaking tall. He had blonde hair and he's wearing solid gold, like shiny gold shorts. And they're like the thigh high shorts, like they're like Daisy Dukes, right? It was like the weirdest fucking thing. This guy, he was running. He was like running and like for exercise, right? And he had these golden shorts and he had this really weird blue and white tank top. I mean, this guy looked out of place as a runner. I mean, he was wearing running shoes and st- or whatnot, but it's just like in this neighborhood, he just didn't look like he was he's been living here for the last like five or ten years or since like corona right it looks like he's like an otb off the boat dude right and so basically i saw him and then i I was staring at him and he wouldn't acknowledge me he just ran right past me right and i'm just like wow that was weird and then this morning i saw this news and i was like holy shit i think i just saw pewdiepie i think that was the guy dude if pewdiepie is a runner and he was running at an awkward time it was like maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Most people and most normal people in Japan have a job, especially like international people. They got to work during the day, right? So this guy, if he's a YouTuber, he can work whenever he wants. And this guy was just running. He was like, he was doing like this weird run. It was not like a normal jog. It was kind of like a hoppy jog. Now I'm not a runner or anything, but anyway, I'm pretty sure I saw PewDiePie and he might live in our neighborhood, Tom. No shit. That's that's fucking wild. Yeah, let's Um, get him on the show. Does he drink? I have no idea. I, 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 I mean, I know of him, but I don't think I've ever watched his channel. But Have yeah, yeah but like for, for you and me, for you and me, though, we like the, the fobs that that's the slang term fresh off the boat. Like you, you and I can spot him like easily. Yeah. Pretty, like, no, this like, guy was well, we used to call him OTB back in the day off the boat. So yeah, I, 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 me and my friends, other friends have always called him fobs fresh off fobs. the boat. I like yeah. that better, Fob. OTB is kind of a mouthful. But yeah. um, anyway, yeah, this guy was definitely, I mean, he had like shiny gold shorts, like thigh high shorts, like, you know, like the running shorts from like the 1980s. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy was like awkward looking and he was tall. He was like Swedish tall. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that was him. Maybe I saw PewDiePie. Oh my goodness. Thank God he didn't recognize me because when you recognize Johnny or Tom, we have to buy you a drink. Oh, thank <laughs> God he didn't recognize. I didn't have any money. <laughs> I just went grocery shopping. Okay, moving forward. Um, The world's top YouTuber star, Swedish gamer streamer PewDiePie has moved to Japan after the country relaxes COVID-19 entry rules for some visa holders. The 32-year-old has a huge online following with 111 million subscribers on YouTube, but has faced controversy over offensive jokes in the past. Uh, he posted a video this week documenting his arrival with his wife and dogs in Japan, which has some of the strictest virus border controls in the world. Quote, for a long time, we doubted whether we could even make it through this move. And we went through all the ups and downs. And obviously, it's been a real long journey. End quote. Actually, he doesn't sound like that at all. Um, said the streamer whose real name is Felix Kajikberg. Quote. All right, different voice, normal voice. But I just really, really appreciate everyone who was supportive of us going. It just feels amazing to be here finally, end quote. All right, well, PewDiePie, welcome to Japan. And um, listen, PewDiePie, one thing that you overlooked was the tax rules in Japan. You are a multimillionaire moving to Japan. Um, Yeah, the tax rules here are way different than Sweden or the European Union. And uh I think you better call me because I've got an accountant that can help you. But man, oh, man, dude, I would hate to be rich moving to Japan. B, 
being poor, being like under like a, a certain level of income, moving to Japan, no problem. But once you're like at this high level, like this like extreme high level, dude, the taxes here are brutal, brutal. That's why they say don't get too successful here. <laughs> no, it's it's not just that. It's like you're on. You have to do, basically like you're on the hook from taxes for like from your home from in most cases for your home country and for Japan. Well, no, 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 no. That's not true. It, Europeans it, you are completely different. What's that? Europeans are completely different. They get a comp- like if you're European, you come to Japan, you only have to file and pay oh, Japanese really? taxes. We, uh, being America, we, like we have to file and pay American taxes, which yeah, fucking yeah. sucks. We do because I know. Okay, I could be wrong about Europe, but I know for a fact that if you're maybe on like say a six figure salary, you're on the hook for both countries. Oh yeah. Oh no no no. In America, you got to file your taxes, dude. Fucking, I'm I'm filing my taxes right now. So, yeah, which is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, pay your taxes, pay all your taxes. And yeah, uh, yeah but uh, yeah, this guy, dude, I think he overlooked that. <laughs> He's like, I'm in Japan, I'm rich. Everything here is cheap now. This well, actually, is great. Wait, just it. one year, dude. You are four. Actually, actually, it'd be almost two years, though, because uh, like, you have a weird tax system for the income tax where like you have to pay, you have to pay for the previous year. So like you can live here a year, like basically tax free. Really? Is that a yeah. loophole? No, it's not a loophole. It's just a system. You like first year you're here because they'll tax you what you made the previous year. For the first year you're here, you're basically tax free. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Well, actually, then- and depending on when you come and how much you make, like even the first time you have to pay into the taxes, like it might be like pretty low because like if you came here halfway through the year, you don't have that that much income to declare. Maybe depending on your situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and and you you might be under a certain amount where they charge you like fuck all. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, interesting. All right, well, PewDiePie, give me a ring, dude. Fucking, I've got a great accountant. Okay, next story, Tommy. Next story, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Next story, Tommy. Get in my tummy, Tommy. <laughs> IG police are on the lookout for a scoundrel who stole a public toilets flushing handle. Oh, I got that story. Oh, you got it? Did I steal I it got- from you? No, you steal it, man. Steal away, bro. Bra. Right. Be sure to check your toilets first while you uh, while this fiend is still at large. Although more known for uh, for the car company, Toyota City in Aichi Prefecture is also a place of sublime beauty. Mm. The city is home to the uh, Sinmi Shikizakura no Sato, a rare place in Japan which has cherry blossoms that bloom in both spring and autumn which means you can see pink sakura against the natural backdrop of crimson leaves. It's beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. We, we've got one, one or two of those trees near my home. They're, they're fucking great. Nice. Yeah. I, sh- I showed you that park before. It's upper park. But anyway, uh, th- it's this location of pure natural wonder that makes recent crime even more heinous. On the afternoon of May 6th, a man was out enjoying the splendor of the Senmi Shikazura Nosato when... His own brand of nature called and sent him to a nearby public restroom. However, after taking care of his business, he found that it was impossible to flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. Hello, first world problems. Unable to see any lever, he may have assumed that it was a faulty motion sensor or that the toilet was clogged from a previous user. So he contacted the local tourism association to report it. An investigation was launched. I love this. They're going to investigate them. I have to investigate this. <laughs> this is how much free time law enforcement has. Like, ooh, toilet didn't flush. Best send out the task force. 
Well, there's not a lot to do out there, dude. It's so beautiful, you know. It really isn't, especially it's a very peaceful area, dude. This is big news over there. Yeah, can, can we just like spend one second talking about that? Like, there isn't like especially out in the prefecture. Like, Japan's normally a safe country to begin with, but like yeah. they have a high percentage of police police force that have nothing to do. So something like this is like, oh, this is top priority, you know, because they don't have murders and muggings and all this shit, and it's just like, oh shit. Fucking toilet in flush. Send out the task force. Dustin for Prince. Good yeah. luck. All right. Is that the story? Yeah. Well, and it was, uh, just one or two more paragraphs. An investigation was launched and found that the toilet was in order, but its flushing lever valued at 20,000 yen, about $150 US. Wow. Had been stolen. A search of the surrounding area revealed that a sprinkler faucet worth about 10,000 yen, maybe 75 bucks, had also been stolen. A park rep told the media, quote, I don't think these items can be stolen without tools. I want patrols in the area to be strengthened, end quote. They added that the men's restroom would have to be more closely supervised and might be multipurpose as a restroom as it was if it was still available. Jesus. That's kind of written really weird. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Not fit in Japan. Yeah, I mean, that, that, there's there's more, but you get the idea. We get the complete idea. Oh, man, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. So somebody stole a toilet flusher handle worth yeah. $200. How come that's worth $200? Where are they getting it from? Like, what? Who knows? Yeah, is it made with well, a it, Japanese it, samurai it, sword steel or some shit? I mean, it's Japan. It was precision made. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. And what are they doing having that in a fucking public toilet? What about the old school Japanese toilets where it's just like a hole in the ground? That's almost like the same toilets that they have in Thailand. Have you ever no, there's still Thailand? like a lever to flush it. Well, in Thailand, they have they just have a hole. Like some public toilets, if you go like outside Bangkok, it's like, just like, like a an hole. outhouse, basically? Kind of, yeah. You know, but it works. It works. I mean, shit, if you want to take a piss, you just piss in the hole, right? Yeah, and yeah. why did this awesome. guy complain? That's so weird. Like, oh, my God, the handle's missing. I must complain. Maybe Pretty somebody much. stole it because they're afraid of COVID. They're like, maybe this is how COVID's getting spread. You know, everybody's grabbing the same handle and shit. And a lot of people don't wash their hands. Let's, let's be honest. Guys, I'm talking to you. Let's just be honest. And say, I would say the most likely reason whoever, whoever stole it is just because they're fucking weirdo. They're going to melt it down. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> inside of it. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe make like, it into a sex toy. It is a handle. A small yeah. little sex toy. Yeah, maybe like could be ad hoc butt plug maybe the guy maybe the, you know, oh. the guy or girl likes uh possibly yeah i don't know who knows yeah we're not sexist all well, right let's, let's just be honest though like probably stole it because it, it was a fucking weirdo because remember that uh oh did i lose you shit did i lose you tommy tommy i lost you volume remember that Okay, there you go. What? No, no, do I? Oh, you so sorry, cut out there did yourself. Huh? Yeah. So, some weirdo a couple of years ago stole like 500 bicycle seats just because randomly someone stole his bicycle seat. So he was like, fuck it. I feel like shit. And he raged. And he said, I want everyone to know how fucking shitty this is. And he just went out and stole 500. And he had like just fucking in his teeny tiny apartments, wall to wall bicycle seats that he stole. And when they finally. That's true. Came. Dude, like, at that time, my bicycle seat was stolen. So I think one of my bicycle, I think my bicycle seat was stolen. Maybe he took it, dude. Yeah. I remember that. Do you know how weird it is to ride a bicycle with no bicycle seat? Like the balance is all off. It's so weird. But anyway, I had to ride would, my bike home. Be a little bit scared. Like you would hit a bump and like, you know, you go down and like it 
you know, you'd be taking some metal up your ass. Oh no, no, no. It was a BMX. Like the, the, the pool is connected to the seat. So uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Like I forgot, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. if it's the same bike you've got, I've seen your BMX. I actually took it for a spin. Yeah. Once. It's a good bike. I should get you. It's, one. It's, it, no, it's cool. But I, I get, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Last story. We're going to leave. We're going to leave the show on a dark note. Okay. Uh, very quickly, man found in ditch with 10 stabbed wounds. Police say the story took place in Achi. Uh, police in Chiru, Achi Prefecture said Thursday that a man whose body was found in a ditch along a rural road on Wednesday had 10 stab wounds. Police identified the victim as Masuhiro Murura, 29 years old, an unemployed resident of the Ozark. Oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, Okazaki. Okazaki. Sorry. Ozark. Great show. A fantastic ending. No spoilers. Achi Prefecture TV Tokai reported a man walking his dog along the road at around 6 a.m. saw a car uh, with the left front tire hanging over the ditch after it crashed through a wire fence and called police. When police arrived and searched the area near the car, the found man's body covered with grass and soil in the ditch. Police said he had been stabbed in the upper body and face. His upper body was bare. Oh God, that's terrible. Poor guy. But you know what they say, Tom? Uh, Snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches. So uh, yeah, but anyway, this is a sad story. That they do, Johnny, that they do. Yes, yes, yes. Don't snitch. Stop snitching. I'm not saying that this guy snitched, but in general, snitching sucks. Tom, do we have something light? Do you have like another light story? Let's let's end on yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. happy note. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I have one more one that I think is good. Okay, and it's just it, it, it's in the realm of crime, but it's a dumb crime. So these are always fun to laugh at. Is it a PewDiePie story? Is no, he in trouble already? Did he get no. in trouble already? He's like no, PewDiePie's but been arrested. I, for his sake, if he wants to make it Japan, I know I know he's got kind of done some zany off the wall things, which well, and then again, to be honest, like I mean, what successful YouTuber hasn't? But True. like, just remember, like we, we we could like make an entire episode like recapping like old stories about YouTubers getting busted for doing dumb shit. We should. Yeah, we 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 can we can maybe do that. So if he if he decides to be on a, on a show, like, hey, buddy, here's some stories. Here's what you don't do so you don't get arrested. Yeah. Well, I mean running around with golden like thigh high shorts that's only acceptable in harajuku not in this neighborhood i'm joking i'm so joking that's true. i'm yeah. so joking you just look like a weirdo in this neighborhood <laughs> it, all right it's, just, it's kind of like let's just just let's, let's just say you do you buddy and leave it at that true that okay read on dude okay retired member of parliament arrested for pretending to be an active member of parliament and for, for, for in order to score first class train tickets Oh my God, that's genius. That's it's, genius. First class train tickets are so nice. Yeah. They're nice, but here's the thing. If he's a retirement or retired member of parliament, he's obviously well off. And those tickets are like, they're affordable. I mean, like, I, I agree. The first class tickets are nice, but like, they're affordable, if, especially if you're wealthy. I don't know why. Well, we'll get into it. Let's just break it down. You got five and, minutes. <laughs> break it down and, quickly. Okay. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for that meddling JR and its clerical errors. Uh-oh. Japan recently went through its Golden Week holidays, which are a cluster of public holidays all bunched together around the end of April and early May. For the first time since the pandemic began, many Japanese people took the opportunity to go out to various parts of the country for some R&R. However, this also means that transportation once again became a nightmare. 
uh, with clogged highways and booked out trains. These desperate times call for desperate measures. And for one wayward retired member of parliament, it even led to an arrest. Oh, shoot. Oh, shit. Somebody better call the police. Former member of the of both uh, the House Councilors and the House of Representatives, Yasuo Yamashita, was arrested for fraud and forgery of signed documents. According to Aishi Prefectural Police, on April 27th, a 79-year-old politician pretended to be another member of parliament who was still active in order to score some first-class sick tickets on the Shinkansen bullet trains. More specifically, Yamashita was tra- trying to require a, uh, sorry, acquire a green card ticket on the high-speed train. For Japan, uh, JR trains, a basic fare ticket will allow you to ride normal trains whether you want to or wherever you want to go. But if you ride as Shinkansen or other long-distance express trains, you often need to purchase a second limited uh, express ticket that works in tandem with a basic ticket. Moreover, if you want a more spacious seat, you can also purchase a green card ticket on top of that and, and get access to the train's first-class section, and quite often a reserved seat of your choosing. God, I can't believe they call the cops. Shouldn't they just take away like his card and be like, all right, no, sorry, get out of here. <laughs> you know, you want this, you got to pay the right fee. Oh, man, I can't believe they called the cops like police. Somebody call the police. <laughs> He's using a false identity to buy these upgraded seats that cost 20 bucks more. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> police. Oh, my right, God. Like, That's I'll, a little bit of overkill to say the least, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, oh. just, I'll just... Uh, summarize the last couple paragraphs real quick here. Please. Basically, he, he got busted because they made a clerical error and they, they, they went to like re inspect his ticket and they were like, oh, fuck, this guy's not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. So basically, and he was saying, the old days are hard to forget. Time, times have changed. The old days are hard to forget. So he basically, can... apparently, this guy just thought, that, you know, sh- shenanigans like this were normal. Uh, <laughs> I'm living yeah. in the past and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. You, you you never know. Like the might the guy might just get a slap on the wrist and don't do that as long as he issues a public apology and say, I was wrong and I was stupid and I won't do it again. A lot well, of I mean, for, for a lot yeah. of minor offenses, like Japan like kind of lets the shit go, which you know. You should. You know, I mean he's an old dude, he's 79 years old, dude. Seriously. Yeah, I mean I mean he's got a good three more years before he's in a hospital bed somewhere, dude. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean just let him slide. No, you know? I, I I agree. Like at, at worst, maybe give him a bit of a fine, not a crazy fine, but maybe give him a bit of, bit of fine. And in no way, in no way, shape, or form would I like to see this dude thrown in jail. Because like you say, he's seventy nine. Seventy nine. Oh, no. come on. Yeah, don't don't throw, don't throw this guy in jail just because he did something dumb. And yeah, like, like I'm, I'm gonna guess that he was like, you know, he's former parliament member. I'm gonna guess that like, you know, he was probably a stand up dude all around who's well educated mm-hmm. tried to like you know help the community blah 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 yeah he's a good guy he's, i know? hope i hope I, if, if he was like one of those corrupt shithead politicians and fuck yeah throw the book at him but if he was you know if he wasn't it was generally you know decent dude like me you know all right well on that give, note- give him a little slap, slap on the wrist and slap on the wrist let this guy pass Get us 200 bucks and go. All right, Baders. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Got Faded Japan. Tom, it is great to see you. And uh, you you know what? I woke up this morning. I was kind of hungover. I am. 
I had my first cup of coffee on this show, and now I'm having my third cup of coffee. I feel great now. Holy smokes. We should be doing the show now. We should just restart and do the whole thing over, man, because right now I am on it. I am on it, dude. I'm like a forest fire taking over the city. <laughs> well, we, we, haven't done a, we haven't done a morning pod in for basically forever, so maybe like, yeah, maybe sure. maybe, maybe we in, in the near future we can try this again, maybe like try to perfect it. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Drink coffee before, you know, it's kind of the opposite of like, you know, how we do the night shows, like, you know, drinking for like two hours before we do the show is always a train wreck. Right. But drinking for like maybe a half hour, hour before a coffee, coffee, coffee in the morning is a good thing to do because uh, right now I feel groovy, man. I feel like hitting up the clubs. What time is it? 930 in the morning. Jesus. God, there's so much time in the day you, now. You sound like you're going to have a very nice, pleasant, productive, uh, productive day capital so, P. You know, best best wishes to you. Yes, yes, I got three paintings to finish and send to Chicago, your town. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of faders, yes, yes, yes. You too can buy the Spilt Inks art. Go to my website, thespiltink.com. It's down in the show notes. And for all you faders out there that have supported me throughout the years, thank you so much. It really means a lot. And basically, that has kept the show alive, alive and well. And uh, yeah, so please continue to go to my website and uh, buy my artwork. But and. Uh, artwork prints whatever nfts whatever i got if you buy it it's absolutely fantastic and it really does help um on the other side of the coin we do have instagram facebook patreon tiktok uh youtube uh 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 I, I, meta meta now there's meta uh 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 wikipedia i think are we in wikipedia yet tom i don't even know don't yeah know. anyway sns you can go to sns and you can help us out there um yeah if you get the cash if you get the coin sign up for patreon and uh yeah you get the keys to the castle we've got so much stuff there bonus videos bonus content actually the video for this podcast right here that you're listening to will be on the patreon so go there and check it out um yeah if you don't have coins that's all good go to itunes give us a five-star review and write something groovy that helps us out and if you just want more free content you got no cash don't worry we got love for you we got so much love for you oh yeah we're making love to your earbuds right now oh yeah and you can go to youtube and check us out there we've got i think like maybe 30 videos up there parts of this video will be up there too depending on how much time i have i gotta go dude fucking i've got a meeting in 30 seconds ago faders thank you very much tom it's great to see you buddy you look good man fucking staying up the booze man you're gonna get your hair back it's crazy you lost i even lost a shitload of weight too you did you did you sexy beast all right faders we will see you in our next episode peace bye-bye my own brother a goddamn shit something vampire oh you wait till mom finds out buddy i've got a government job to abuse and lonely wife to fuck as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked it down! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. That's some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.